0: Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Hello, Ryan. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Steve. I'm doing very well. Great to be with you again. And uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the changing nature of the account manager. And I think the first thing, you know, I want to start with is, okay, what do we call internal staff anymore, right? We've got CSR, customer service representative, CSA, customer service agent, account manager, account executive, I mean, all kinds of different names here. In some degree, it doesn't matter, but in a lot of degrees, I think it does matter. So what do you think about that?
1: I think it matters hugely. It's funny. uh, One of my account managers, she wrote an article on LinkedIn saying, you know, I am not a CSR. So I, I think it's very interesting as you as you create the labels that you call these positions, you can start to denote what those responsibilities are. For most agencies, regardless of what they, they're structured as some kind of frontline client facing, talk to the client individual that we generally call an account manager. And then they have support staff underneath them that we would call some kind of assistant. And then they have some maybe somebody that's a above them that may be more insurance technically knowledge that's an AE that that's for select accounts that are higher value is is what I see
0: an AE account
1: executive that's correct an account executive
0: well one note I want to make is uh, we'll put a link to that article in our uh, our show notes so you know others can uh, can uh, read that I think that'd be a great resource agency size makes a difference
1: I I think it makes a huge difference Uh, again as you grow and the larger agencies have more operational sophistication. And the more operationally sophisticated they are, the more resources they can bring in for the account managers. What I see in a lot of cases is agencies don't provide a lot of tools to account managers to solve problems, which then just makes headcount the solution. Mm. The more tools that you can provide, and if that's a culture of Innovation, Because I I think a lot of times we try to get innovative in agencies, but so much innovation comes from the account managers. They know the problems. They have ideas for the solution. So if you have a culture to cultivate that, you can bring those to fruition, increasing the engagement and the capabilities of that account manager. I think that's a huge thing. The smaller the organizations, typically they're just flooded with work. And if that account manager's coming in and they've just got tons of stuff to do on their desk, you can't expect them to be some innovative thinker that has the time to do that.
0: Well, and and I might push back a little bit on that because it seems to me that smaller organizations have more tools available to them at a lower cost than ever before. And so maybe by just renaming your staff, you help them think differently about what they do and how they go about doing it. So one of the trends I think I'm seeing, I mean, I don't know that I can call it quite a trend yet, but we're certainly seeing a lot of mergers and acquisitions within agencies and brokers, right? um, Big time. And big time. However, one of the interesting things that I, again, I think I'm seeing is there is a group of people that don't like working for a very large organization that might have come in and bought out, take on over, acquired uh, an agency. And so they're splitting off and creating their own. Mm -hmm. So I I think I'm seeing this divergence between larger brokers, right, that are acquiring, but more smaller agencies that are starting up. And I'm wondering, don't know this quite yet, but I'm wondering if their mindset is different because they've been in that larger and they're more willing to spend the money and look for some of those other options. So that even means the smaller agency, the account manager, needs to change. That's right. Right. So uh, I, I'm not quite ready to say the smaller agents and brokers Don't have the resources or can I think it's partly actually. I think a lot of it
1: is just mindset Well, it's focus. It's gonna be focus I mean if if the account manager is the catch-all which I think in a lot of cases the account manager feels Mm -hmm. like the Mm catch-all Then that's what they're gonna be if regardless of the size of the organization If you have defined what you want that account manager to focus on They are a lot more inclined to do that if you if you've provided resources of some kind to offload uh, rote task they're going to be more cons- able to be more consultive. They're going to be able to bring more value. So maybe it's it's not just size. I just think in a larger organization. And when I talk large, I'm talking you know 50 person and above. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you get into that 500 person and above, that's a whole different that's a different place. Ball also, that's right. right. And. and I think one of the things that drives account managers today is impact in the organization. When they have an idea that they can see that they actually was implemented and they changed a the process in the organization, they get engaged. They get they get excited about that. That brings them out of their shell. Um, yeah, and, and and you said it uh, or just uh, or just a bit earlier
0: that. They have the ideas. They do. They know what's not working. Yeah. And if there's an avenue for them to be able to communicate that somewhere that somebody listens. That's right. Right. And again, from my view, if they don't get punished for trying something that doesn't work or doesn't work as well the first time, you're going to build in that uh, mindset into your organization of helping everyone be better. That's right, and and f-
1: figuring. And some that talks of that to out. the culture, right? I mean, it really talks to the culture of the organization, and making sure that people feel like they have, they are empowered to do that. Yep. That's that's the thing that I like the most. I mean, when you look at my job, I love working with my account managers more than anything else, and helping bring their ideas to fruition. Once you do that two or three times, you now have an engine. I mean, people call our agency innovative all the time but it's really just because i took their ideas and we brought that to fruition and, so that's and lucky help them implement them that's correct right? and, and help- gave them credit for but how much easier is it to implement a solution that your account manager came up with other than having you know a, a c level or a manager come up with that and try to push that down i've seen so much success with having my account manager come up with an idea getting that into place for that account manager and then proving out to their peers that that worked That's how you get true adoption. Because, again, I think both of us realize technology is is a tool that's oftentimes underutilized and misused.
0: Correct. No question about that. So the question is, what does a great account manager look like today?
1: I mean, the first thing that I look for is soft skills, to be honest. I mean, that's, that's the first thing, really. Somebody who 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 can can look at a challenge with a smile, come up with a couple different options for that, they're quick thinkers. They are not confined by the the dogmatic kind of this is how we do things. They're not afraid to push this the boundaries. But the culture has to be right for, for them to be in a place to do that. I think that, you know, the account managers that I've worked with, they want to do awesome stuff. They wanna do great sometimes they're not empowered to do so. But, you know, I think they get a bad rap. I, I, I really do think that the poor account managers get a bad rap because they are the heart and soul of the organization. And by empowering them and eliciting their ideas, your agency gets so much stronger.
0: So really what you're saying is what makes a great account manager today is great leadership.
1: We stopped hiring for pure insurance knowledge and we started hiring for adaptability in a lot of cases, right? How adaptable was that employee? How quick could that employee learn? And that has changed the dynamic of our organization quite a bit. You know, now you have 50 or 60 different people in that organization that are all kind of forward thinking and looking at, hey, why do we do it this way? And it's kind of a gut check when somebody comes in that's new and they ask you, why are you doing it this way? You you, you want to get defensive about it. Mm -hmm. This is the way we've done it. But you've got to be an open-minded. At the same point, that employee has to understand why you are where you are, how you got there, and what, what you've been through. And they're all trying to cover E&O and the 50 other things that they have to do on their plate, um, which I think is imperative. Again, the com- the organization has to bring in the resources to offload some of those tasks to the account manager so they can do that higher-value work.
0: Right, yeah. And, and I have to say that I have seen several job descriptions for Account manager, customer service agent, customer service represent what you know, whatever the title is. Typically, there are two pages of like tiny type of all the things that right. they need to do, and you know that that is can be difficult. So you you mentioned adaptability. Uh, I had it kind of in my mind as f- a flexible mm-hmm. mindset, right? That's right? Being, and and a mindset that that does not say we've always done it that way as the reason why, right? Uh, Just a quick story, I uh, worked with an agency just recently selecting a new management system and moving off an old one and onto a new one, and uh, the thing I said to them was the biggest problem in the implementation of that is going to be looking at every process in the agency and ask the question, do we still need to do this? Right. And if the answer is yes, why?
1: Absolutely. And
0: maybe why multiple times to really get down to the core of getting away from that we've always done it that way into how do we think differently. Uh, certainly technology management system has a, a piece of that, but being able to adapt and be flexible because, I don't know, some of us have been around the in- industry for a while, it, it's a never changing and it's
1: not going to stop. That's right. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, if you walk around the organization 15 years ago, 10 years ago, you see everybody with a pro rata wheel, (laughs) right? That was the thing. That was the thing. Well, today I probably have four or five agents that still use pro pro rata wheel, you know? Now, I have learned through my tenure to not judge, that that we have to cater to the least technical individual in the organization and try to upgrade their skill sets. But it is just a very different set of tasks that they have to do today. I think before there was a lot of processing, certificate delivery was a metric of success. Um, and today I think it's a much more, how much do you know about insurance? How much do you know about that niche that you're in or that client? Uh, you know, what risk does that client face and how are you protecting that client accurately?
0: Well, and to me, I would I would put that in the the label of lifelong learner.
1: Absolutely. Right. You,
0: you, any more in any job, whether it's within insurance or anywhere else, you have to be willing to continue to learn because things are changing fast, mm-hmm. faster than they ever have. Technology is coming, processes that we used to do we don't have to do uh, anymore, but we've got to be learning, and that's part of the adaptability but part of a willingness and a mindset to learn something new. So that would be back to the you know, individual that's been in the agency for a long time the comment I hear, let's just say too often, from agency owners is, oh, well, Sally won't do that. That's right. I hear that And I just really have a problem with that.
1: Me too. Your culture uh, is what you allow.
0: The culture is what you allow. Who's running the agency? That's right. Right? You or the staff. Or our producers won't do that. Or And it's a million-dollar producer, and I get all of that. And who's running the organization, and what opportunities are you missing, right, by allowing that to be there. So that's a change, right, in terms of encouragement. And I think you give them all the tools, you help training, you help you do all of that. And I've seen agencies at some point say, you know, you, you just no longer can fit with where we're going as an organization. You're a great person, but this is probably no longer the right place for you. And our clients are demanding a different experience. So, I mean, it's... Well, and is that uh, those competing.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, I think that, you know, when you look at an agency as a whole, it's it's never easy to identify as somebody who, who has been a fit that's no longer a fit. But I mean, our margins are going to get narrower. The, we, we have to be more efficient. We have to be more effective. So those caveats that used to be easy to justify get a little harder to justify as you move forward. Mm-hmm. I've also seen where one or two people that really hold on to old technology or old process will set back the entire movement, which is, why i've kind of shied away from enterprise level adoption on technology anymore i do small team stuff because i can get one engaged team build that out and those account managers are successful and then i can illustrate that against other account managers that might not leverage it and say Mm -hmm. hey this is the deal Mm -hmm. but i i mean i just i i really think the account managers are caliber i i think that the ones that i've talked to through the agencies they've already solved the majority of their problems they all have a list of things they hate to do they might be a mental list if you have never provided a mechanism as an agency owner to get that out. But that's, I mean, that when we talk about quick hits, easy things, put a Google form out. Say, what are the top three things you hate to do? Put that out to the agency, and now you have your target list on, on automated um, stuff, uh, on automated What, what can we
0: automate, right? What can we get out of here? Well, and I would say, what can we eliminate? That's right. Eliminate first. Eliminate first. Yeah. Automate second. And then delegate that's right right, and we'll we'll talk about that uh, in, right. in a future episode, but those are key
1: yeah. right
0: to helping them do their job well and um, one of our notes in our conversation prior to this was used to be a processor, but what can make them more valuable to clients in the organization by elevating their mindset and their ability to be a business partner with the clients to really do risk management that's right. and elevate your current staff that and mean-
1: Customer experience is all over the place. And so we're trying to consistently provide more value to those customers. So if I have an account manager that's really, really knows social services very well. That is such a value add if that account manager is taking the time to understand that risk. Because when a new client calls in and says, hey, I'm looking for insurance, that account manager can say, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? You really don't need this. Your limit's too high here. Because they have an inherent knowledge of that. And there is nothing more valuable than that right there, in my opinion. I mean, that's why people come to an agent. That's why they don't go, you know, that, that that's part of our key value proposition is to have that expert in your area help you identify the things that maybe that business owner doesn't see.
0: Yeah, no question about it. So kind of a key question that I get a lot is how do you determine how much each individual should handle? How big a book? What can they handle? What should they handle? What are the metrics, either
1: internally or externally, that can be used to figure that out? That's where we use those three numbers that we were talking about in retention quite a bit, right? I, I look at three key elements number of clients number of policies and the the revenue that's associated with that aggregate because you know a personal lines account manager has extremely high volume you know, but extremely low revenue. I mean, we've got one account manager in our organization that handles fifteen percent of our entire client base, but represents less than three percent of our overall revenue. Mm-hmm. You know, now that is a very high transactional thing. We're using a lot of automation. We're using download and different service centers, but she that that account manager looks much different in data than an account manager in middle market or in high value commercial. You know, you're going to have a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar book in high value commercial, and they may have twenty clients. And it's funny because in an agency, both those agents kind of look at each other. And they they think differently about each other. I've never seen where there's equality, right? If I'm a large commercial uh, account manager, that's the most complex risk, and you don't understand my problems. If, If I'm doing personal lines, well, I've got volume. You have no idea the stuff that I face. So one of the things that we constantly try to do is illustrate to everybody else what weight each person is carrying so they can understand that it's all different, but each one has its own value.
0: Yeah, that's a really interesting thought process to demonstrate to everybody in the organization, maybe even getting away from hierarchical, right? That's right.
1: If you drove profitability as your key metric to indicate which was the most successful, you wouldn't look at it that way.
0: (laughs) And again, we talk about metrics, and that may be a key metric in terms of profitability uh, for a team, let's say. Uh, And again, management systems, some of the new, more modern ones, have the ability to get you down to that team level
1: as an indicator, right, of of profitability. And a lot of times it depends on what the agency is paying, you know. And in in many cases, the agencies don't pay tail forever on uh, personalized policy. Right. So that, that, that increases profitability hugely. But if you're not tracking profitability, you can't illustrate that to other account managers. They don't ever know. They don't ever know. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you measure? what can be what what
0: either what do you use i i certainly i can say from my experience there are several kind of outside resources in terms of surveys and information the uh, best practices study from the Independent Insurance Agents and Brokers of America. The National Alliance has uh, what's called the GPS, Growth and Profitability Survey. Uh, Marsh Berry has some information. Is that helpful or is that
1: too generic? No, they're helpful. Marsh is very good because they have a common methodology. But if you look at Assurex, Assurex sometimes doesn't have a common methodology and they say, hey, what's the, what's the count and what's the revenue and all this? And so different agencies will include different factors into mm-hmm. that. And so you you're not comparing apples to apples, but I do think it helps you have an indication of that. I mean, for us, we use number of clients, number of policies, and the aggregate of estimated revenue on a daily basis, and we show that to the account manager as the, on their dashboard, so they understand that. And anybody can pull anybody else's dashboard in our organization to kind of see what they're in and, and what they're handling. Mm-hmm. Again, that was to try to the things. Right? right. Everybody has value. Everybody's important.
0: And metrics would change by. Uh departments or type of business. So
1: personal line, small commercial, mid-market, large group. if you tell me three if you tell me three things, I can tell you where they sit. You know, if you tell me the number of policies, the estimated revenue, and the number of clients, I can tell you if they're a small commercial, if they're middle market, if they're large, because each one of those has a data fingerprint. You mm-hmm. know? So we take a baseline over time to determine what normal looks like for that. And then we can determine if there's deviation from that normal and figure out why that is. You know, is this person so much more efficient than this other person or what that looks like?
0: Well, and then even drill down even further, if they are much more efficient, why? That's right. What? What are right. they
1: doing, right? What can we replicate, right. elsewhere? Or are they missing steps? Or are they, right? That, that, that's, e- either way, that's right,
0: more efficient, or they're not doing all the work that, that they need to be doing, that's right? Correct. And again, an indicator back to management, whatever that looks like in your organization, to what? help know. So you're managing by exceptions by having those metrics in place,
1: right? And I mean, I think that if if they're a producer centric agency and producers run the show. All your account managers know that. All your account managers know that they're second-class citizens in there. And the vast majority of independents that I work with, that's how the account managers feel. Mm -hmm. They feel like second-class citizens. I think the successful agencies in the future change that dynamic drastically, and the account managers probably become one of the main differentiators in service.
0: Well, and it's a bit of a counterintuitive in that when we talked about retention, key driver of revenue and profitability in agent is keeping the business. And I would suggest that the account managers have the 90% of the ability or touch point to keep the clients, you know, within the
1: organization. Yeah, an operations uh, executive that I was working with last year, she, she, she put this so perfectly. She said, I could lose every one of my producers tomorrow and we would continue to exist for multiple years. But if you lost every one of your account managers, they walked out of here, this place crumbles tomorrow. Mm. You know, because the retention, the growth of those accounts that you're retaining, you could do that with account managers. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you know, the producers have to bring on new business. But the more that you retain, the the less you need those producers. I mean, it just depends on your growth projection yep. and your growth goals. Yep. But I thought that, that was. If every agency felt that way and that was from the top to the bottom, I think you would see such a drastic change because I do think the account managers feel like uh, the whipping boy in a lot of cases.
0: Well, and I have to say, and as agencies and brokers kind of turn over in terms of their age profile, mm-hmm. demographics, uh, that's going to be even more important for younger people coming in to feel like the work they do is beneficial, empowering, they're helping, right, all of those kinds of things that uh, I think could be really important well, and, I think and attracting that, those people to come into an organization.
1: And every agency right now is having the conversation with how do we how do we perpetuate knowledge from our uh, more closer to retire, get out of the business to the new crowd that's coming in, you yeah, know? And so absolutely. every single agency is dealing with that and figuring that out. So, the more, they better be. They, they have to. I mean, right. right. <laughs> they if, if they're not having that conversation today, they're not going to be around tomorrow. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. You know. They'll be around for a while, but their effectiveness will, you know. But I'd be curious for our listeners. I mean, when you analyze your agency, when you take a look at your organization, you know, are they putting the things in place that you believe they need to, to be able to get the knowledge from the more senior down to the, down to the the newer staff? Are there actual processes in place? I, I see a lot of agencies doing a lot of different things, but I'd be very curious to hear from our listeners about that. Yeah,
0: that'd be great, and you can give us feedback by emailing us at digitalbroker at dot com. That's u s e i n d i o dot com. Love to have your questions, your feedback, and you know any other thoughts that you might have on uh, this episode or any future episodes. Uh, what what's what are you asking? What are you ha- struggling with? What are the problems that you're trying to face? Well, I think one of those is the account manager's changing, mm-hmm. and that role is changing, and we need to be thinking about that now. So hopefully, Ryan, we've given our audience a little bit to think about in, in this episode. Celebrate.
1: Celebrate your account managers, their principals. Give them claps on the back, because those are the folks that are going to drive you into the future. I, I, I believe that.
0: There's no better place to end
1: uh, than that, <laughs> Ryan. Thanks. Hey.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Digital Broker with Stephen Ryan. Let us know what you think and send us your questions by emailing us at digitalbroker at com. That's U-S-E-I-N-D-I-O. Also, please leave us a review on whatever platform you use to get this podcast. It really does help. Thanks and have a great day. This has been another episode of the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds. Please send us your questions and comments, and if you like what you hear, leave us a review. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio provides insurance agents and brokers a fully digital application, renewal, and accord submission process, creating a first rate client experience. With less time needed to collect, rekey, and process applications, agencies using Indio can deliver more value to their clients. To learn more, go to www.useindio.com.